Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, you are about to listen to the first in the fifth series of Rich Chang's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. As always, it's free on iTunes and the British Comedy Guide, but there's lots of ways to contribute if you would like to pay. You can go to gofasterstripe.com and download the video and see what was going on as well as hearing it. Also, though, if you go to gofasterstripe.com slash rhmol, there's a chance to contribute in a different way. You can just give some money if you want to, whatever you want. You'll be sent a badge in return. If you send a pound, you get a badge saying, I paid a pound, plus package and posting. If you pay more than a pound, you get a badge saying, I paid more than a pound. It's simple. Or you can donate some money every month. Uh, If everyone who listened to this donated just a pound a year, to be honest, we'd be able to make all kinds of other comedy. All the money we make from that badge system will go into making other shows, and we're hoping to do a video version of As It Occurs To Me, but we'd need about 50,000 of you to 
uh, donate a pound to make that happen. So um, if you want to give some money back to the, to the show, then do go to gofasterstripe.com slash rhmol and donate or just buy something from gofasterstripe.com or come and see me on tour in We're All Going to Die. Go to richardherring.com and click on the picture of me coming out of a grave and you can see if I'm coming near to you. Thanks for listening. Here it comes. Exciting, isn't it? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who's never had a fifth series of anything before but is now his own commissioning editor. Will you please welcome Richard Herring? Should have killed me last year. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to uh, Rich Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Or as all the cool kids are calling it, Rahelastapur. Oh, God, they're so cool. There they are. That's how cool they are. It's the same. I don't know why I'm bothering filming you, because you're all the same people. There's, there's the butlers. There's old Tackline. There's uh, he's the nuclear physicist. Who's that? There's someone... She's new. I'm not very... I can't... I think it's a girl. Uh, so uh, it's very dark back there. It's got, not really picking you up, unfortunately, because you're sitting in the darkness. What's your name? Sarah. Sarah, hello. That's not... Very excited to be on. Do you want to lift your top up for the, for the people? Are you that excited? Is it a dress? Take it down. It seems not. Sorry, sorry for the subscribers there. The video subscribers got slightly excited. Quite a lot of men unbuttoning their... Taking their belt off. It's happening. It's happening. Finally. There's some porn. Uh, it's... Um, uh, it's great to be back. It's kind of confusing. I've, last night, yesterday, I'm doing a new series called uh, Rich Herring's Meaning of Life. So even when I came on, I nearly said the wrong title just now, uh, uh, which is coming out uh, monthly. The first one should be out very soon. Uh, and um, it's, uh, that's a kind of stand-up show that I'm doing now that's going out for free, but you can also subscribe to it. There's lots, I'll talk about that later. There's lots of different ways people who are at home who aren't paying anything uh, can pay for a little bit if they want to. Uh, but it's nice to be back doing the Les Square Theatre podcast. Uh, the last Last one with Stephen Merchant thought it went a bit weird. So I'm hoping um, I'm not. I'm not sure we're friends anymore. Uh, so uh, I, I didn't. I didn't really quite twig that he was genuinely slightly pissed off with me until a little bit too late on. Uh, <laughs> But he, I think we're okay. Uh, actually, John is it John Mayer? Is that a person? Is John Mayer is a musician, right? He goes out with Katy Perry. That is John Mayer. He was there. He was friends with Stephen Merchant. Now I'm going to say this story. Now Stephen Merchant won't be friends with me. Uh, and he came in and said, it's all right. It was really good. It was really good. And Stephen Merchant was like, oh, I'm not sure. So hopefully John Mayer. I've met two people who've had uh, been inside Katy Perry now. Uh, at least. At least. Uh, cheers. At least two. Rule of three. Could be me next. That's what I'm thinking. Is that like a Kevin Bacon thing? Doing this? Uh, one, well, I haven't been in Kevin Bacon. I wouldn't mind. I, now he's done those adverts, I'd be a bit embarrassed. It's just slightly demeaning and it's slightly, slightly embarrassing. That's a no-brainer. Uh, so anyway, yes, so that, that's, I've failed. <laughs> uh, good news for fans of As It Occurs To Me uh, is Dan Tetzel, who plays Tiny Andrew Collings and various other people, uh, just got married the weekend. He got, he got married on St. Skeletor's Day, which is... Uh, which is the 15th of February. It's a, a day dedicated to the destruction of love. So only, only day Dan Tetzel could do that. Uh, we kind of, I'm kind of feeling like I might do more as it occurs to me. Uh, but that is one of the things. Uh, but we, we're going to, we're going to, yeah, hey, Ottoman, that's why I didn't say it. 
I was the only one who shouted about how soon they forget. Uh, but um, that's one of the things I kind of want to do. So what uh, to film it and do sketches and stuff like that. But it, that obviously costs money. So the thing we're doing with Meaning of Life, which I'll quickly explain, uh, is that it'd be just great. About, about 100, 150,000 people download this podcast for the, the free audio version of it. If they all would give me a pound, I could do like some amazing things. If you think the 34 episodes we've had so far are worth one pound, uh, it'd be terrific if you, if you could uh, donate a pound. And if you go to uh, www.gofasterstripe.com slash rhmol, you can donate a little bit of money, if you, whatever you want to donate, and you get a badge in return. Uh, I've, I paid a pound, there it is. Yeah, pick that up from the back. I'll put it there. There it is. Yeah, that's good, that's what. Uh, and, uh, but also, you can, if, you want, if you're a bit more generous, you can donate a pound a month, or more than a pound a month, and you get that badge there, that, see there. And, some, and we're going to set up a channel with some extra stuff for people who subscribe. So if you all do that, I might do more as it occurs to me. That's the, that's the deal. Uh, but uh, if not, then it'll be used to fund these other things as well. It'll be exciting if we do it. It'll be good if it works out. Uh, it won't work out. We haven't raised enough to pay for the badges. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's, uh, it was Valentine's Day last week on Friday. Um, it was the seventh Valentine's Day I've shared with my wife. 64 Ferrero Rochers. <laughs> it's going to get difficult soon. Now you got, if, you, if you watch the third episode of Meaning of Life, or, or What is Love Anyway, that will, my DVD, that will make sense. Available on Netflix now for free. Uh, and um, yeah, oh yeah, it says Mary's. So I thought it was going to be something else. Uh, I was, I've been skiing. That's what I've, I've done for the first time in my life. I went skiing uh, to, to the end of last month. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't really. I did it because my wife wanted to go, and that's you kind of got. That's what you happen. You get married. You have to do stuff. Never get married. It's not, not likely to happen. I'll just, I'll just explain that to the people. Over. So that's not. That is un. It is unlikely. Are you married? It's never going to happen. Get. A, Get a pet or something. That abduct a child <laughs> and pretend it's yours. <laughs> you can't even see him. I don't go. Ah, if you could see him, you go. Oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> There's someone out there for everyone. There is. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> Grow up. Uh, so, I, because I was married, so don't get married because I had to go skiing, and I didn't, want, I didn't want to go skiing, and I didn't like skiing, and I had to do it for a week, and I could ski by the end of the week, which I was quite surprised about. But the worst thing about it, it really—I don't know—I don't can't believe anyone likes skiing. Does anyone go skiing here? Of course you don't. You're my fans. Anyone go skiing? Yeah, you go skiing. You don't like it, though, do you? You just pretend it hurts. It's very painful. You put these boots on; they're very painful. I had to walk 15 minutes from the ski shop to the slopes, wearing these stupid Robocop kind of boots. So you have to walk like that. With and they're pressing and they're hurting my ankles. I had my skis over my shoulder. I felt like Jesus. I realised going, climbing up, going up the hill to Calvary. And like Jesus, I realised that what I was going to experience was much worse than what was happening right now. It's, so. But I, I have to say, after three or four days of doing this, and then actually getting to return the skis and all the equipment, and not having to wear the, the boots anymore, not having to carry the stuff around, was such a relief <laughs> that the ecstasy I felt once it was over made it worthwhile. It's kind of, you went through, and I think that's the only reason anyone goes skiing. It's horrible, it's painful, you fall over, and then it stops. <laughs> And it's just the best feeling ever. Uh, so we might talk about it. We'll see. I want to might ask people about what, the, what they've done the first time uh, this year. Uh, I was on Sunday brunch. Anyone catch me on the... Yeah. Sun- yeah. Oh, quite a lot. 
<laughs> more than I thought. I was on Sunday brunch with Tim, Tim Lovejoy and Simon Rimmer. Bet he got teased at school, hey? <laughs> hey? He's got the same name as the character from Red Dwarf. Uh, so, that, that is why. Uh, and uh, it was quite surreal. It's a quite a surreal programme. I think they copied the idea off this morning with Richard, not Judy. It's very similar. Just added some cooking and took out the curious orange. Uh, just two men talking quite inanely but I think they were quite irrespective of them they kind of said, they were talking about for about it felt like about five minutes about what age a child has to be before you can teach them how to make a cup of tea which I would have said that's a one second conversation <laughs> and they really stretched it out and then I went is this happening? I was this thought you were going to talk to me, what the hell's going on? And then afterwards going, yeah, we do this on purpose, we deliberately try and talk around the most boring thing for as long as we can uh, but I did... Uh, they, do, they did a good interview. I, I enjoyed uh, meeting them, and I think I slightly blew their minds when I told them that the atoms that made them up were formed in the crucible of exploding stars. I think that was too early on a Sunday morning <laughs> for them. Anyway, look, I think we're going to crack on. Uh, oh, look, oh, you, can, have you noticed this that I'm wearing? See, and look, these, uh, there's some uh, mugs as well. I'm not just trying to sell stuff. Um, uh, <laughs> Well done, that's very weak. Uh, and, uh, so uh, you can go to uh, richardherring.cottoncart.com uh, and you can buy... I'm going to wear one of these every week until you all buy them. For the people listening on audio, that's not going to mean anything. Let's face it, if you're watching at home and you've paid for this, don't buy a T-shirt. I don't, I don't get any of the money from this. I don't know why I'm uh, uh, pushing it at all. Anyway, look, we're going to crack straight on. We've got a fantastic first guest uh, for the first in the series. He's probably best known for appearing on Rich Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. That is, that's where you've probably seen him before. Although he's only on audio. So will you please welcome the fantastic Adam Buxton, ladies and gentlemen. He's uh, actually uh, Adam has a, a train to catch, so he is literally. Uh, I'm going to have to uh, leave the stage uh, at exactly quite, uh, quarter to nine. I will get on the uh, pink Brompton. It's nice. Uh, pink's an interesting choice. Uh, the lady in the shop where I bought it uh, said. Uh, you know that um, pink is a woman's colour. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was sort of retrograde. Uh, and uh, that seems strange. It's like, yeah. well, it's just a colour. It's a fun colour. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to go for black. I thought that would be too lame. And yeah. uh, I like to be brightly coloured. And also I thought maybe it would reduce the chances of it getting pinched. <laughs> What do you reckon? I think you're right. It's also a homosexual colour. You could have pointed yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. And uh, I like to think of myself can... as yeah. homosexual. <laughs> you know what I mean? How does your wife feel like about if it? I de- if I wasn't straight, I definitely would be homosexual. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like I'm, ver- I'm strongly pro. You're not cycling back to Norwich on that, though. That. Yeah, boy. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a train journey in between. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, Liverpool Street and then uh, quite a long haul from Norwich Station back to my um, country palace. Yes. Uh, down some pretty bumpy roads. I mean, the, the Brompton, as good as it is, I would say is not designed for the kind of terrain <laughs> I will be uh, negotiating this evening by moonlight. No. But it's, uh, I think it's a full moon tonight, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... <laughs> to... 
Yeah. Sorry, I'm beginning to transform. Um, I'm going to uh, get uh, pretty wasted on the train. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then wobble uh, back home. Um, I won't be putting anyone else in danger because there's very few people on the roads at that time. Okay. So it's all good. I thought good. Of, I've thought of every angle. All the all the Norwich hey, children. This is yeah. it's nice to be back. Hey, it's great to have Thank you. Back. you so You're the much. first ever returning. I know, and it's a big deal. It I, is I, you a know, big I'm deal. a genuine fan of the of the podcast and um, I hadn't I mean, I'd only listened to like one when I came on last time, I yeah. think. And I've listened to all of them now. Oh good. Just uh, um, catching up, actually, the last one was Miranda Hart that I was okay. listening to. Very enjoyable. They're all the same, really. You not noticed. really. Uh, I mean, not all of them are as un- uncomfortable as the Stephen Merchant one. Uh, some, some of them are uh, more we easygoing. Actually edited, we edited some of it out. Of the <laughs> <Did> re- <you? laughs> Jesus Christ! No, I mean, I'm, I'm joking because I, I, I felt like a lot of the discomfort was in your mind. No, it wasn't. Are you sure? <laughs> The thing that I happened, didn't realise to right at the end. Re- and how I did, thought I was jo- I thought we were jo- joshing along, yeah. which we were, I think, for most well, of the, it. Uh, if, if, if listeners, if you haven't for some reason heard it, uh, just to recap, you were you were sort of um, needling him about the second series of extras, right? Having been I was very... actually, I was trying to get to the crux of uh, you know, I was trying to ask him. But I think my I think the thing that upset him was it's fucking Ben Evans' fault, that little dick who asked <laughs> who set some of my questions, little Welsh boy, yeah. and he asked about the Barclays advert, and then I did read that in a slightly sarcastic way. Yeah, but I think then he thought I was having to go at him over that, and I wasn't really. Yeah, you know, if you have to. Sell your soul like that. <laughs> let's not start. Let's because I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it to all of my guests. We might not be friends after this if I start. Oh, shit. Uh, what, have got, what have you got in your evil book? <laughs> I've got. So you have had sex with a dog. Hey, hey, that's why I'm just. That is news it was just absolutely in. consensual, and she was definitely <laughs> overage. Was she over sixteen? Yeah. So it's a really old dog. Though. If, if, you, if the dog is over sixteen, that is an ancient dog. It's not. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> With dogs, it's just got to be over three or four. She, I mean, she could, she could barely move. But listen, <laughs> I don't, I don't want Operation Tree to come. <laughs> what? This is like this is a strange kind of kids show joke, isn't it? It would be <laughs> Operation Tree. Here we are. The odd people from Operation Tree would arrive, and then the dog would wee on them. That's what would happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh come on, that was better than that deserve. I should have got more. Well, talking of that, we did talk about... Um, we won't talk about it too much this time. Mm. You must have been delighted to hear what happened to Rolf Harris recently. <laughs> That's right. Have you, have they... been, how do you ring up Joe and go, you vindicated Joe. Yeah. You're vindic- Absolutely. You, you should now uh, insist that you get a letter of apology in return. Because <laughs> yeah. Joe had to write to uh, Roffle, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's his proper name. Um, for for uh, using the word autistic about him uh, uh, in a disrespectful way. Then it turned out that, that was the least of Ruffles' problems. <laughs> um, now, I should point out that Rolf Harris is guilty until proven a celebrity. So uh, then he is that... <laughs> so he's innocent until proven guilty. So that is... We don't... <laughs> did you see the Jim Davidson show the other night? Yeah, why, why, did you, why suddenly bring up Jim Davidson? <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, he had a scrape. With, he did have uh, a scrape. He had a scrape with the yew tree and uh, es- escaped the shadow of the yew tree <laughs> successfully. Um, and that, in a way, seemed to be like the making of him in his in his dotage. Yeah. 
He's back. Yeah, it's kind of it's a gamble um, you're playing. Yeah, one way and the other. And uh, and how great that uh, that smear is no longer associated with him because he seems like a terrific guy. <laughs> Before, like a couple of years ago, he was he started tweeting me. So he's on Twitter. He, right. he was on for a little bit. He started tweeting me. And I, before he was on either the, the Big Brother or uh, the Law Courts, um, the, the I kind of thought he would same. be quite an interesting guest to have on. But yeah. now I think it would be a bit weird. I think so. You're, it, I think it, you're right. In a way, the, you know, he's had a new success and a new lease of life. That's the positive. But on the downside, he's not he's not going to be asked on this show now. So. When you balance those two things up, I think uh, Jim will be quite upset. I would imagine. Uh, about, uh, about that. Uh, so um, I was going to get you some flowers, but then I couldn't ah. be bothered. So listen, tell me seriously, and yeah. this, this is a reference to the fact that uh, when Rich was in Edinburgh last year, I was also uh, going to be there. And I think I read that you were... I read that you were going to be there, obviously, and I, yeah. and I suddenly thought I got overwhelmed with a kind of like half... Uh, a fan and half friendly urge to send, to to show my support, and so I sent Rich flowers, and um, uh, they you know I, I, and and they were in his dressing room on his first night, uh, and I think it was because I went to Edinburgh once years ago in two thousand and five, and my agent got me flowers, right. and it really was exciting. I really felt like. Wow, this is it, man. I'm in a dressing room. I'm going to do a show. I've got flowers for my agent. I'm the king of the world. (laughs) So I wanted to uh, show you how that felt. Yeah. I just felt slightly creeped out. Yeah. It, made my, it, made, it made the first show just slightly... Un, everyone was a bit... You could see I was unsettled. Yeah. Go, what's, what's going on? Something's happened. Well, immediately... I mean, I did it quite late at night. <laughs> I, I made all the arrangements when I'd had wine. And um, then in the morning, I thought... Wow, maybe that is a bit of a weird thing to do because, because it's, I mean, I, I know you a little bit, but not that well. And um, yes, I don't know that it's uh, entirely cool. Yeah, it was very nice. It was nice, and I don't think a man has ever sent me flowers before. Right. Certainly, one who owned, if I knew you owned a pink bike at that stage, <laughs> that would have skewed it even further into yeah. confusing territory for me. No, it was very nice. It was very nice, and I felt I should do the same. But then I, I ran in today. Supposedly, I was, right. was going to try running from home, and I had all my stuff, and I thought I can't really buy a bunch of flowers and be running. Be, you'd just end up with like some stalks, wouldn't you? By the end, I'd be running, yeah. and then unless up. you ran with just a rose in your teeth, <laughs> I could have done. Actually, I bought my wife some flowers a few weeks ago, yeah. and I could have brought those. Well, you could have, but they were quite you could have uh, stripped off the thorns and just popped them in your bum crack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I didn't manage to run. I got, I got up Notting Hill. I live in Shepherd's Bush, and I got up the Notting Hill. It was quite hard. So I, I, walk, I, walk, <laughs> I walked the rest of the way. That still counts, right? Uh, I'm looking quite slim, aren't I? Tack line. Tom? No. Okay. The, you, what you're forgetting is the camera puts £10 on. So I know you're looking at me directly, but there's still... There's four or five cameras... <laughs> There's four or five cameras on me that have put £40 on me. <laughs> I have to lose... I, I went to the uh, doctors before Christmas. Yeah. And I, I, they weighed me, and I was 97 kilograms, which is quite a lot, even for me. I won't even dare... Yeah, people... Look, I, did you hear? There was like... Oof. Oof. <laughs> That's too I think many going, how much is that? I don't know. I don't need work and stuff. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh, so since then, I've lost seven kilos. Yeah. Uh, but, I'm, but they told me I was meant to be 72 kilos. 72? Yeah. What, for your height and age? Height and height, eight, yeah. 
for the BMI, whatever that's called. Is that, right. Yeah, body mass index. But there's no way. I, I, four or five years ago, I got down to about 84 kilos, yeah. and I reckon I could have lost a bit, half a stone more. Um, running, though, people say is not the best for losing weight. No. In fact, a lot of exercise... I've got a friend who was uh, saying the other day, oh, no, I don't exercise, especially if you want to lose weight. That's the last thing you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> because... Uh, <laughs> Because you, um, you put on weight. You build up a lot of um, uh, fat and muscle doing that. And uh, the best thing I ever did was stop playing badminton. Then the weight, <laughs> the weight fell off. So, but you still become weak. Yeah. Uh, that's all. Your muscles And as, when, you, when you tell people that you run as well, because uh, I'm trying to go running as yeah. well. And um, they, first of all, after they've given you a look like, well, you, presumably you've just started. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Then they also say, uh, it's very bad for your knees. Um, I mean, you know, maybe you might get a bit fitter in your 40s, but you'll be in a wheelchair by the time you're 55. (laughs) So have you thought about that? Everyone's desperate to tell you how bad your life is going to be. It hasn't. I've been running for quite a long time, and I don't. Um, I don't it has never had any effect on my knees. And really? I've never. Oh no, I've, I've run well. I've been quite fat, and, mm. you know, now as well. I'm still running now. And... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm running seven miles when I'm usually that's why I thought I could run in today but I've just got tired yeah. uh, but yeah, I've been running sort of seven miles uh, but no, my knees have all so, you know, so far have been okay seven miles in a, in a session yeah whoa how long does that take you uh, like about now about 75 Years. minutes no minutes yeah but I used to be able to do it in 76 minutes Ooh. 10 years ago Wow. The same run. It's six and three quarter miles, actually, the run I'm talking about. So it's nearly seven. Wow. This, I mean, this is like an amazing sports program. Yeah, it's given it to <laughs> two <laughs> guys in peak physical condition <laughs> discussing their amazing uh, sport prowess. You could do the triathlon with your bike, though. So you could go swimming, running, and then get yeah. on. I'd love to see you in a triathlon, an Ironman <laughs> challenge. <laughs> well, and folding it as well. That should be part of the yeah. challenge. Yeah. <laughs> because the first time I got it, it didn't even occur to... You know, I, I took it out of the shop already constructed, as it were. And then I got to the train station, and I was like, oh, how... Right, how do you undo it? And I had no clue. <laughs> really? No, and so... And, you know, I, I uh, wear stupid clothes anyway. I've got these kind of tight um, leggings, cycle leggings. I've got a big, uh, you know, bright yellow cycle hat and stuff, and I look like a, a turd. Um, <laughs> silly turd. But... Um, I look like even more of a turd because I got my bike. I don't even know how to take it apart. And people were sort of <laughs> looking at me thinking, look at that dick. And then um, to compound the dickishness, I, I then got the iPhone out and Googled how, <laughs> how to uh, fold up a Brompton. <laughs> so I found myself there on the concourse in my day glow stuff, watching a, a YouTube video of a... <laughs> A guy folding up a Brompton. Shit. And your phone's it's, ringing. It's my son. Oh. Do you want um, to tell him? I can fill while you... Sorry, I should have taken the it ringer if you like. I mean, if it's bad news, just tell him to stop. Frankie? Ask Hi, him if he's um, got a question listen, I'm for doing me. a, uh, a podcast. <laughs> can, you hear, can you hear the audience? No. Not just a podcast. Um, I'm doing Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. I'm doing Richard Herring's Leicester Square yeah, Theatre podcast. <laughs> He's very famous, Frank. <laughs> he's like one of I've the... I've never heard of you either. I don't know who you are. He's one of the godfathers of modern British comedy. <laughs> I know he's much more successful than Stuart Lee. <laughs> um, and um, 
What, what are you doing? What, what was the reason for the call? <laughs> Try and be quick. <laughs> You're just calling to say hi? Aww. Oh, mate. I love you, Daddy. Um, I love you. Listen, uh, I, can't, I can't tell you I love you because it would make me look weak. Um, <laughs> but, but I do, and I will um, see you later on tonight, okay? I'll give you a call on the train. We'll have a normal conversation. <laughs> Yeah, did you? You said, can you just ring me at eight o'clock? Can yeah. you just? I'll be definitely do. Can you just ring me up? It's like you'd picked up the phone. And, Where's that call that I was expecting? He sounded a little to make confused. me look nice. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, do you ever get confused with Adam Buxton, the footballer? Uh, it started to happen yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, because he's, he's quite new. He's quite a new footballer, right? So, what's, do you know anything about him? Well, I looked him up on Wikipedia because I was looking you up on Wikipedia, and yeah. two Adam Buxtons came up this time. Yeah. Last time it was just one. And I was glad about that because I've already talked to you, so it was nice to have someone else. <laughs> Whilst predominantly a right back uh, football player, Buxton is a versatile defender, capable of also playing left back and centre back. Not that vent. It's just at the back, isn't it? That's not that. That's, yeah. Go, can you go at the back? Yeah. Can you move over to the other side of the back? Yeah, I can do that. That can't be that. Can you play in the middle at the back? Yeah, I reckon I can do that. It's the same job, right? I just have to stop the ball. Go. Yeah. Uh, he has. He plays for Wigan, and then, but then he had a transfer to. Oh, but then because he, he got transferred to Burton for a while, which isn't as, that isn't very good. <laughs> Uh, and according to Wikipedia, he has had zero appearances for either team. He's <laughs> oh. <laughs> got like, he's got his list. He says professional appearances: Wigan zero, yeah. zero, 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 Burton zero, zero. He played once in an FA Cup game for Burton, but that doesn't count. Someone uh, tweeted me that he'd been sent off. Oh God! For um, being abusive, right? Um, so that made him sound a bit. Do you think it's because people were going? You know, where's Bob? where's Joe? <laughs> yeah, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I wonder what he looks like, though. Yeah. I bet he's great looking. <laughs> I hope he looks like you, but just slightly smaller. That's what I'm imagining because he's younger. <laughs> he's twenty-one. <laughs> okay, well there you go. So that's that's exciting that you've got a namesake. You are you know one step towards doing that Dave Gorman. Yes, show. absolutely. And a namesake who's involved in a world that I know nothing about no. or, or care nothing no. about really as well. He'll probably you know rape someone. <laughs> uh, he probably will. It'd Chances be, are he, he will. Or he he has. probably he, no. He definitely some, hasn't. He at, hasn't yet. At some point, he probably will. Yeah. <laughs> Is and that then libelous? it's going to be embarrassed. I don't think it is libelous to say someone to say would probably someone would might. do something in the future. I don't, I don't think he can do that. It's not like uh, uh, some kind of... In, in something like Total Recall or something, they might be able to do yeah. one of those Inception or something, they might be able to do that. But well, I don't think you can say, I think that man will commit a crime. Probably. I mean, I don't think... He's not definitely. It's just statistically, he's a professional footballer. <laughs> he, plays for, he plays for teams in the north. So... <laughs> Wow, that's racist, isn't it? I, I am one, so I'm allowed to say that. Oh, okay. I was born, was born in Yorkshire, so I'm allowed yeah. to say that. <laughs> he definitely hasn't done that, and Rolf Harris hasn't done anything either. There's no mention, so... Yeah. <laughs> I was on Rolf Harris's website um, the other day. Yeah. Don't know why. <laughs> I just wanted to see some good art, and... Um, there was no mention in the news section about any of the... Uh, 
It's a shame they they've got to keep it updated. <laughs> oh, I don't want to forget this. This is a thing I did a bit in the last series of DirtyBrickComConfessions.com. Have you seen this website? No. Uh, it is uh, comedy fans uh-huh. like you know some of them might very well be in this room right now. Oh yeah. Uh, who write their sexual fantasies about comedians? Wow. Um, I was surprised. I thought you would have loads of entries because I thought you would be kind of, you know, attract a lot of male and female mm-hmm. obsessive sexual behavior. Nothing. But there, no, there's a few. There's a, there, you had four. I'm going to read you a couple of them. Um, they're mainly catchphrase based, which I quite like about this. I fantasize about having a threesome. This isn't me. This is on the thing. Yeah. Uh, I, fa- <laughs> I fantasize about having a threesome with Adam and Joe. We simultaneously shout Stephen as we climax. <laughs> Wow. So that's not just you've all got to climax yeah. simultaneously, sure. but as you're doing it, which wow. would be a wonderful thing to see, and also yeah. just quite a hard thing to array. I mean, just the, the logistics of me. I think if you were at one end of the uh, someone, uh, say a man or a woman, that's the word for it. The gistics. Um And Joe was at the other end. You were looking at each other. I think yeah. that would. I don't think you'd be... Would you be able to egg each other on to... You know, go, yeah, I'm five seconds, Joe, I'm five seconds away. Or do you think it'd be, you'd have to look away from each other as you were... <laughs> as you were. Let, me, let me think about it. Uh, I think it would be awkward, yeah. yeah. On balance, I think it would be awkward, but I'm sure we could do it. Uh, I think you'd be able to orgasm simultaneously. I mean, I think you could... Ca- I think how does it work in porn though does it, is there one guy who presumably there's one guy who's just going to do his best to get there yeah. and the other guys have to sort of hold themselves back as long as they can and then they're skilled in <laughs> what, just like, you think, like, tipping themselves like over the edge like a Christopher Chataway uh, figure because it is running certain... right with Roger Bannister this is quite an obscure reference <laughs> uh, I think I've got his name right the guy who did, was a pace like a pacemaker for Roger Bannister yeah Christopher Chataway he was basically he'd be just wanking away furiously trying to come that's right and, and Roger Bannister, the Roger, not actually Roger Bannister, they're both dead. Uh, he would then, the Roger Bannister one, would be using that to help him. No, and he'd, then be work there. It. he'd be nearly there. He'd be nearly there, and all it yeah. would take would be like <laughs> one, two, and you're off. There you go. Finish off. Yeah. So would, you think you and Joe would achieve that with this? Unfortunately, you know, I've had a photo of them. You might be able to ascertain. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know who it is. Oh, I'm not. I'm not worried. I mean, it's no. Anyone's welcome. Did you ever? Did you and Joe ever? Uh, share a, a lover together on those heady days in the 90s? No. No. Not really. I mean, Not I've... really. <laughs> Not at the same time. I'm trying to think. Uh, no, it wasn't that kind of relationship at all. I mean, I, I, I wish it was, but uh, <laughs> no, he was never into that kind of no. thing. But you, you, would, you were well up for it. Sure, I'm, yeah. I'm an explorer. Yeah. An, an adventurer. Good. Okay, this is the second one. Yeah. They're quite, they are good value, these. Uh, I've developed a thing for Dr. Buckles himself, <laughs> Mr. Adam Buxton. It's very, <laughs> it's nice. very it's respectful. Nice. It is respectful. Yeah. <laughs> Before the torrent of it. filth starts flowing. I imagine we'd have really rough sex. Uh-huh. I, and at the climax, he'd shout, I'm coming, or sudden... Is that a reference to... Oh, that's the, the thing from Nevermind the Buzzcocks. Yeah. Or Sutin. It actually says I'm cumin or su- uh, Sutin. I'm cumin. I'm, cu- I'm cumin or Sutin. <laughs> anyway, you would climb, you would shout, just you on your own, there's no simultaneous shouting. Yeah. Uh, so loud that the neighbours would be forced to have a cigarette. 
Wow. <laughs> does, that yeah. mean, does that mean they... Because that cigarette doesn't stop the sound. Does that mean they go outside to have a... You wouldn't go outside of your own house to have a cigarette, though, would you? So No. It's an odd... De- you think they would you know, be forced to put the TV yeah. up louder or something? It'd be too late. No, because they're, they're, they're having a cigarette because they've experienced oh, the it's ecstasy. So, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You it's are transferred right. to them, and now they feel the need to come down after it. Yeah. And now you have just shouted, I'm coming on Sutton. They I'm could, they'll coming be able to on Sutton! They'll be out. They'll be able to use that. I can't believe able to that that now that. has become my catchphrase, saying, yeah. <laughs> or suiting like someone else's badly spelt YouTube comment is now <laughs> my catchphrase. Uh, and I'll read you one more, and then we'll move on. I want to ride Adam Buxton all day. <laughs> yeah. Quite right. Uh, then, <laughs> then make him tea and sandwiches so he will sing something funny to me. Wow. <laughs> See, that one's nice because it seems a little more sincere. <laughs> I think it's, it sounds like I'm going to write, someone's going to basically bum you all day. And bum then, me? Ride well, me? Ride you? I suppose they could, you know. I think it's a man who's going to ride you. And I suppose they're riding you. You are right. Again, you're right. You, I haven't been married for two years. I've forgotten how to do sex. Uh, so uh, I'm going to ride. Yeah, so it could be a lady riding. I was imagining a man sort of... In, oh, because if you're bumming someone, that is in no way riding them. Because <laughs> you would slip right out. <laughs> or off. You know what I mean? Sorry, I'm trying to be... You're right, you're right. I'm trying you're, to be practical right. about this. You're right, so you're being... You're being ridden. You could still be ridden by a man, though. You could be lying down. Yeah. And he could be... He could, he, be could ju- he could ride me like a horse without it being anything sexual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice then it makes you tea and sandwiches. But it's it's, very he only nice. does that so you'll sing a funny song. If I'll sing a funny song, that's totally doable. Yeah, OK. Yeah. It's nice to, it's nice to actually have someone that I can fix up with these people. Yeah. Maybe we should, and those people are here in the room right now. <laughs> They'll come up and make those come true. It's nice to be in other people's thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> it is enjoyable. Yeah. I think it used to happen to me. <laughs> so, uh, once upon a time, I mean, I've got about four in there as well, but there aren't, there aren't any new ones. Even though I've mentioned in the podcast, no one's going, yeah, I'll come pulling up for it. <laughs> no. Come on, guys. Uh, so, come on, guys. <laughs> um, and so tell me about the, uh, the donkey hottie that someone asked me to ask you about. Is this oh. an invention that you've come up with? Well, it was, uh, I was on a, sh- a Radio 4 show called Chain Reaction, um, and it's, uh, it's like a tag team interview thing. Yeah. So the week's previous guest interviews the next week's guest. I'm not explaining it well. Anyway, I was interviewed by Graham Linehan, um, because uh, Neil Innes had interviewed Graham the week before. Okay. You get it. Um, and uh, Graham... You know Graham, right? I do. And so he is just a font of incredible techniques for being creative and successful, which clearly he has put to good use, because <laughs> he is both those things in abundance. Um, so I just felt sort of embarrassed talking to him, because I'm kind of the opposite. I haven't got any <laughs> techniques for doing any of those things. I'm just shambling through. And it turned out that the only... And I was saying to him that I'm... St- kind of taking not a year off but i'm trying different things this year stepping right. back from my regular gigs and he was saying how's that going and i was like yeah good good uh my daughter got a hot water bottle <laughs> shaped like a fluffy donkey and i thought they were missing a trick not calling it donkey hottie yeah so i'm pleased with the way the year's going <laughs> I, i'm pretty excited about it um so that was that really yeah. sorry it's not as good I, I mean, like it. Was... it. Uh, 
because I, I keep on trying to think of things to take to Dragon's Den that would be a bit right. unusual. That would be quite. That might be a quite. Good well, thing I mean, it's not just Den. just the name of it though. I've got to get together with the people who actually manufactured yeah, it. Just make your own. Make a slightly different donkey. That's a good point. They don't have to, don't have to give them a penny. A good point. This is they don't why. own the idea of a hot water bottle in the shape of a donkey. Yes. They just yes. own the hot water bottle in the shape of that donkey. There you go. Okay, well, that's the rest of my year sorted. You could get together with Walt Disney and you get Eeyore now. That would make it confusing. But I was thinking, Eeyore though, hottie. it's fair enough. That kind of joke plays on Radio 4. But uh, like, what, what about the whole... Do, do, is everyone going to really enjoy that joke? <laughs> in, you know, in Sainsbury's, are they going to be doing a little donkey hottie... <laughs> I'm not saying that you have to be a Radio 4 listener to get that joke, but yeah. it's not like, yay, there's loads of Cervantes fans going out there <laughs> waiting for some funny, funnily named hot water bottle product. <laughs> I don't know, maybe there are. I was just trying to think of a Sancho Panza. <laughs> Sanitary towels. Panzo. Yeah. Something pants, um, yeah, something pants based. Yeah, pants. Let's brainstorm after the, uh, <laughs> this after is, the podcast. This is the time to brainstorm. We need an emergency question desperately at this point. There is a new emergency question that has arrived. You've had most of them. Is it the finger? Yeah, it is. But I'm going I'm to ask the question. I think we should just ask about the finger, what you would do. But I'm going to go old school and ask the proper question. Yeah. Would you rather have a tit that dispensed talcum powder yeah. or a finger that could travel through time? And then I think you're, ba- you're bound to choose the finger and then we can discuss what... Because I should just ask, if you had a finger that could travel through time, what would you do? That's an alternate thing. But let's answer that first because you're obviously going to choose the finger that travels through time. Uh, well, I probably would because yeah. obviously time travel, that's, yeah. that's a big deal. But um, the ticked out. I like the thing because it. I mean, it, it's it's weird though, isn't it? It's like a big puff ball. One of the, one yeah. of those puff ball things. Have you ever seen those? Yeah. What the the, 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 the things the, that grow in nature? Oh no, I haven't. No, I thought you meant like they're, a. They're, they're like a weird fungusy type. Right. Thing. They used to have them in Wales where I grew up, <laughs> and. Um, I'm sure I'm not making this up. Yeah, you might just. Are you thinking of the Triffids from the the 1980s TV show, The Triffids? I mean, they they looked like sem, like half deflated leather footballs. Okay. And if you pounded on them, they this puff of uh, spores would come out. And so that's what I was imagining when you were talking that's about that for something from Narnia or something. Yeah. Ed, Edwin or whatever his naming goes in and does that. Probably it sounds like something would happen in Narnia. Edwin Edmund Edmund. Yeah. Sorry, just get you straight on that. Sorry, I'm You've probably read them more recently my than Narnia I have. Narnia stuff. Yeah, I'm reading them at the moment. Um, but, uh, so that, I mean, that would be fun to... Uh, but I don't, think, I, don't, I don't need talcum powder. No. Um, all, your, your, all your kids are beyond nappies now. Yeah, I yeah. don't think we ever used talcum powder too much. You could do that, could do that onto your own child's now-clean yeah. anus. That'd be, uh, so you could do it for other people if you if you had it yep. and you were sort of in Starbucks or something and saw someone going into the toilet to change a nappy. Sure, you could I just could, wrap on the door. And then that would be good. It's, it's a superhero. It'd be would a, you mind if I? I just have to take my shirt up. <laughs> Don't worry. That would be a fun way to meet young mums. <laughs> <laughs> and endear yourself to them. They would. They would like. They Save would be them a bit of money. Um, but so that would be good. I mean, that's exciting. But obviously, time traveling—that's even more exciting. Yeah. But what's the like? If you can, how can you see what the? Have you got a monitor to see what the? <laughs> I think you just finger you'd is be doing able to in look time? through. You'd be able to look through the wormhole that your finger was going through, but no more than that. So, you so it's. Have you read um, the Philip Pullman books, the Subtle Knife yes. and all that? Right. Yeah. So it's like using the subtle knife to cut a a doorway into another dimension. Yeah. 
Uh, but you just poke your finger you through. Just, you're only, you, know, you can only get your finger through. Thing in. But you'd, uh, there'd be some way, I don't know how it works, uh, that, <laughs> that you'd be able to put the coordinates in. So you could, it could go, your finger could go anywhere in time and space. It would be yeah. like a TARDIS of time in that sense. Oh, man. You could... You could, you could so could you wouldn't you... just be going, I'd put my finger through and no, my finger is in the Leicester Square Theatre yeah. in 1974 and someone's on stage now going, what's that, what's that finger doing there? Yeah. It would be, I could go, oh, I'm going through to 1066. Yeah, saved you, King Harold. And, then you'd come and in back. 1066, they would just see a finger hovering in space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. They wouldn't see your face behind it in a square. <laughs> they might be a, I think it would only be one way. Realistically, it would be ridiculous if yeah. they could look back. <laughs> so I think you could just, around the finger, you'd just be able to see enough to, you know, mm. you could dial a phone. There's all sorts of things you could do with it, you know. Um, dial a phone and then do what? <laughs> just let it ring. <laughs> um, you could do lots of bad things. You could press the Put button. It on speakerphone. <laughs> Put it on speakerphone. Yeah, but that would only probably be from the nine eighties onwards. You wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. So it wouldn't be. Uh, you could press a um, <laughs> nuclear button, couldn't yep. you? You could. You do lots of bad things, but could you do like, for example, if you wanted to stop a nuclear button being pressed? Yeah. You could push the person's <laughs> finger away. <laughs> Every time that they got near. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but every time I try to push the button, the disembodied finger pushes my finger away from the button. Is there something that can be done about this? I reckon they must have something in nuclear facilities to deal yeah. with that. <laughs> They've got to be there for every eventuality. They'll just have some scissors or something. Get That's the right. scissors, get the shears. <laughs> ah! you, got the, you got the key codes locked in separate boxes. Yeah. And then you've got uh, the, the stick for pushing away the disembodied <laughs> finger that's come from. What the part future. of history did this happen, though, that someone pushed a button and let off? It has to be something. I suppose you go in the future, so you could, be, you could travel forwards. I hadn't thought of that. Uh, no, do some did, it, did anyone ever launch nuclear missiles? In, not in, in, not in anger. No. It's all, they were always dropped Just for laugh. Or, or what about, what about uh, the um, bombs being dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Yeah, they were dropped. They were dropped. I mean, you could push them. <laughs> You could hold them Into up. Into the sea, yeah. <laughs> if you had a strong enough finger. Exactly. They could no, drop them, then just hold them. And then they... Or you could, you could disarm them as they're falling <laughs> really quickly. If you'd practised for weeks before. That would be exciting, come on. Practice the manoeuvre, that would make an exciting film. <laughs> it's going time finger, it's called Time Finger. Yeah, Time Finger. <laughs> this is, I don't, you see, I don't understand why Joe's doing so well in the film. <laughs> Well, I've got lots of good stuff. Time finger. Uh, I'll ask you a question from um, uh, Ben Evans. Not that one. Oh, he is that one. This is the only one. Um, they aren't very good questions. We're not going to get you admitting you've committed suicide over this. Uh, will, <laughs> will there be uh, another TV series of uh, Bug? Uh, it is very good. Oh. That's, that's not a question, that's a statement. That's the second statement. bit. We, don't, do not, we do not ask for statements from Ben, yeah. just questions. Um, well, I mean, it was good, I agree with that. Thanks, man. I mean, it was, I was really happy with it, and it was one of those situations where 
everything seemed to be going in the right direction. I was thinking, Jesus, I might get a second series for the, like, well, the second time in my life. Me and Joe uh, did four series of our show years ago. But, um, no, at the, at the 11th hour, after, you know, it was, I don't know if you, I imagine you've been in this position as well, but you have these conversations with broadcasters where everything seems to be going so well, and they're saying, so listen, um, the next series... Uh, what about doing longer shows and all of this kind of stuff? And it's it, it, they're sort of chatting about like, so uh, we were thinking maybe you should move to London because you're going to be so busy here. And uh, uh, what are you doing for the next two years? Uh, and all this kind of talk, you know what I mean? And then uh, the phone goes quiet for a week. <laughs> and then the next thing you hear is like, oh, no, no, we're not going to do it. <laughs> uh, we decided not to do it. Now, they changed, they changed all the, on Sky Atlantic. They... They kind of rebranded. It was one of those rebranding situations. They were producing original UK entertainment shows, of which ours was one. It wasn't really a straight-ahead comedy show. And they just decided not to do any more of those. They they were just going to do, like, original narrative comedy, and we didn't really fit into that. Mm. So... um, if a uh, rich broadcaster is listening, yeah. if you ask nicely, we might do it uh, for you. It's <laughs> a solid gold show. Uh, I think the broadcasters listen to this, and then they just go, that was good, wasn't it? Should we get Alan Davis to do that on television? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's how it works. I, I find they don't, you know, they do, they're enthusiastic, and then nothing happens. Right. So you just have to work out from the length of time... Oh, five years has passed since they said they were going to do that. Maybe that's not happening now. Yeah. I'll move back to Norwich. Yeah. I've had moved to London. Um, okay, well, I'll ask you another of Ben's questions. I, I came close to making him sad enough to admit something. I mean, I, well, listen, when, when they told me it wasn't going to happen, I thought about killing myself. <laughs> um, I thought what it would be like to be yeah. dead. And, uh, that's, but that's as far as I got. I can't yeah. pretend that I did anything That's still it. pretty good. We can get that in the paper. Yeah. Um, what was being in the IT crowd or the IT crowd like? Um, what was it like? What was it like? Not, what yeah. was it similar to? It was, it was like <laughs> uh, being, uh, being frightened uh, because you think that the girl that you've slept with is a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what it was like. Yeah. And um, we tried to recreate that as as close as possible, so so that it was as much like that as could possibly be filmed by cameras. It was good fun, yeah. And my audition for that was just to, to scream. Graham said, "I just want you to." Graham Linehan, this is said, "I just want you to um, scream as hysterically and pathetically as you can." <laughs> and he said that I um, surprised him by. <laughs> How convincingly I, I managed to do like hysteria. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was good fun, and I had to. I grew. I, I well, I had a beard anyway. I shaved it into quite a repulsive little goatee yes. thing, and then. Um, but then I shaved it off, and I had to go back and do the studio bits. I completely <laughs> forgot about that, and so they glued this ridiculous <laughs> version. <laughs> Oh, like a fake one. So if yeah. you ever if you ever see that, you'll see that the bits in the restaurant when I'm with Jen, um, I've suddenly got a very odd moustache. Oh, on. we'll look out for that. That is good. Yeah, fun fact. And uh, I'll get, I'll, he's got, you know, he's done quite well. He's created, created a different tone, hasn't it? So sort of a boredom. Uh, what <laughs> What is your favourite song by David Bowie? Oh, Jesus, that's a big question. Yeah. I mean. 
the default answer I have is Ashes to Ashes because I think it's one of the best songs ever. Mm-hmm. Also, I wouldn't, I, I, I'd be happy if that was played at my funeral. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's appropriate. It is. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, uh, I, it's, it's amazing. It always, it blows my mind whenever I hear it. And, but I do like, I mean, these sound like obvious answers. I, I think Space Oddity is amazing. Mm-hmm. And when he did that, you know, it was derided as a novelty song by his producer and workmates. <laughs> um, but that is, have you, have you got a favourite Bowie song? I don't, I don't really like it that really much. Uh, I you've, like, got uh, weird, you've got weird um, <laughs> musical taste. I do, I've got into him a bit more. I wouldn't, never really into music at all. And I was, what was I listening to the other day that I, there's what, uh, Starman just when I was running Starman came on yeah and I really enjoyed that but then partly because I've seen the Crankies do it yeah. and every time I hear every time I hear it I think of the Crankies doing it and it makes me very happy I mean I do uh, yeah it's good <laughs> or, the, the, he's got so many good songs though and they are very good but I, I, like, I like that era I was singing one yesterday a friend of mine was around who's also a Bowie fan and we had uh, Saturday night we we had wine and uh, sang the whole of Hunky Dory mm-hmm. together. That was pretty amazing. And he's learned the um, guitar solo for Eight Line Poem, Richie. Um, and he's just nailed it. And it was like watching a, a sporting event. <laughs> it's, it's this really slow, lovely, bluesy solo. And he, every single bit, he got exactly right. We were just we were cheering every time he did it. And then Sunday, we sang a song called Right On Mother, quite an obscure early yeah, Bowie demo. Which we, rec- we, we ended up recording it. It was good use of uh, five hours, <laughs> I would say. We did it. We laid it all up, piano and uh, backing vocals, hand claps. Well, I'd forgotten, in fact... Uh, That's this, what I'm doing with my This yeah. is a good one. It's going put, pretty well. You should put that stuff out. I, yeah. People would buy that. I don't think uh, they, they would. They definitely would. Um, I, what I'd forgotten at Christmas, um, the snowman came on, mm. and my nephew, who's now like 30, used to watch that all the time when he was a kid, and I think they showed different versions of it, but the original version of the snowman... It's got the J- David in David it. Bowie is in a... He goes into an attic and picks up a scarf, because I remember when That's right. I, the snowman gave me this. And so the little boy in the snowman is David Bowie. Don't you think that's a bit mind-blowing? That is, so in that cartoon... That's right, you're right. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, so all the way, as you're watching The Snowman, that is David Bowie as a child there. Which explains why he turned out so weird, isn't it, with all the studies that he went in. And if you watch the whole thing and imagine it's David Bowie all the way through, it's so entertaining when he's, when he's dancing with all the snowmen in the North Wow. Pole and he's really happy. Well, this is my next four weeks figured out now. Yeah. I'm going to go and uh, revoice the entire thing. Exactly. Well, I thought there was something you could do with this, with, definitely. With David um, doing the voice <laughs> of, the, of the small boy. Um, wow, that's fantastic. And he looked lovely, though. That was when I, I was sort of... Uh, one of my favourite Bowie periods was early 80s, when yeah. his hair was all bleached, and yes. he'd just done, or he was about to do Merry Christmas, Mr Lawrence. Yes. It's uh, so weird, because it, I don't think they've shown it for a long time, mm. with that on the front, and it's so weird to see it, because it does just... It gives a sort of sense of menace to the whole thing, I think. Yeah. That wasn't there before. Sexy menace. <laughs> it changes it to a very different thing. So, yes, do do something. I was going to say, do one of your funny things with that. Thanks very much, I will. Yeah, we'll do something with that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let's see, what else. How do you feel about... Uh, Jack White also had quite a good idea recently, <laughs> which is um, getting his dad on his TV yeah. show. And he's, kind of, he's got quite a... He's got quite a fusty, old-fashioned dad, and yeah. uh, he doesn't understand popular culture. Oh, and, he's uh, an old, posh guy, and imagine how funny it would be if you juxtapose the old, posh guy <laughs> yeah. 
with uh, groovy youngsters and guests. Yeah. And um, be funny, I think. Uh, I, I think it would be awful. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be embarrassing. Uh, no, I mean, you know, uh, it's my, my dad could never have done that kind of thing, though. I don't think um, he. It would have been too. I mean, he's because he's a, a theatrical agent, Jack Whitehall's dad. Yeah. I, think. I so, thought you were going to say your dad was, and they go, "That's no, no, that's a coincidence." So, so is Jack Whitehall's dad. <laughs> is that how everyone gets? Because uh, what's his Harry Potter's mum's a theatrical agent as well? Harry, that, is she? Yeah, old. Uh, what's his face? Right, not the, the not the character. He doesn't. Daniel exist. Radcliffe. Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Ah, there you go. That's yeah. how you get on in show You need business. an agent in the family, yeah. sure. That's very useful. But no, my dad, um, he's not that much of a pro. I mean, our, our show was very much for real. It was very, <laughs> it was very gritty. Uh, he's 90 this year, my no dad. Way. Yeah, in, in May. Wow. 90th birthday. We're all going around to celebrate. That's brilliant. Um, push him around. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's still going strong, relatively strong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that guy, he must have been quite a nice show. He was in his 50s, was he, when... You're known 40s when he had you, late 40s? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that gives me hope. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> would, you, uh, would you ever have children? Um, I would like to have children. Yeah. God has not blessed me yet with, with, with that. Yeah. Um, have you but, tried? Uh, this is going to get um, like Mark Maron's <laughs> podcast. Do, we'll, would you have to... We'll get really serious now. Do, have I tried? How do I try? I just um, you have to apply. <laughs> okay. For one. I'll look into it. Uh, you have to go through a number of uh, vetting procedures yeah. to see if you're. Uh, <laughs> not, none of which you would make. It Did past. you uh, when you were when you were a child and your dad was quite old? Yeah. Of, I would imagine in the sort of seventies. Yeah. Compared to the other kids. Well, perhaps. no, I thought I thought my dad was normal and everyone else just had silly parents. Right. <laughs> I I genuinely thought like that. Wow, your daddy's like a teenager. <laughs> I mean, how can you take him seriously? <laughs> Look at your mum. I could, I could, I could snog her. Uh, she's not like a proper old woman, mum. Like my one. That's what you want. You want like proper authority figures yeah. who've seen something and done something in their lives, that's true. That's not true. who are just stupid people, young people. I mean, that's what I feel like. I'm, you know, I'm not especially uh, young. I'm sort of, I guess, a normalish age for. A boy of twelve, um, <laughs> but uh, and also I'm I'm quite silly. I I, I feel sorry for him. I, I feel as if um, I should be more grown up. You know what I mean? And I, I I obviously I could if I wanted to dress in a more sensible way every time I go and pick him up from school or whatever. Yeah. But I just never get around to it. And then when I <laughs> when I get there, I always feel bad for him. Like, oh look, your dad's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think it must be nice. I mean, Ross Noble was talking about his his kids as well, and I think he must be like an amazing dad to have. Right? Do you think? I mean, he's just it must be great having a funny, nutty, fun dad. Uh, well, my my daughter, who's five, um, had some friends round on the weekend, and when they turned up, she suddenly got really overexcited and um, grabbed them, and suddenly. She, she just said to them, come here, come here, come and look at my dad, come and look at my dad. <laughs> so she grabbed them and, and she said, my dad is so funny, he does a voice of a dog, do it dad, do the voice of the dog. <laughs> so I had to talk, we've got a dog now and, and when I'm um, saying what the, vo- the dog thinks, you know, I, yeah. I do the uh, uh, sort of, the voice of the dog. Yeah. Can't talk like this, it's out there. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going to lick it up. So I was like being forced to do the uh, dog voice. And there was no way I could back out of it. 
It was not like, come on, darling, I'm uh, a little bit more mature than that. I'm no, I won't be doing the voice. But you two have a good time. Have lots of fun. Are you going to watch it? No, I'm not going to do the voice. So yeah, I had to do it. But that's great. I mean, you know, while they're little, and then when they're teenagers, they'll. Yeah. Then be yes, exactly. She'll she she won't talk to me, and yeah. she'll be uh, hideously embarrassed. And, yeah. yeah, that's probably why I'm not going to have kids. I, I might, <laughs> but I think it's good to leave it late, and then uh, you know, I reckon I'm, I don't think I'd be like your dad. I think I'd die in my probably early sixties. You reckon? So if I have a kid now, yeah. I can have all the fun of them being a little kid, and then when they get to that annoying teenage stage, I'll just die. Yeah, and you know, so I won't have to put up with that. So I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get the timing exactly right for that, mm. so that I don't have to put up with. I think I can't. You see never any. know, though. I mean, I got it into my head that my dad was going to die when I was little as well. Yeah. I just thought he's not going to make it beyond, you know, sixty-five or whatever. Yeah. But uh, he did. I used to really worry every time he went away. You know what I mean? Did you ever get that? I was really anxious, like because he used to travel a lot, and yeah. every single time he went, I was like, oh, he's going to die now. <laughs> He's going to get in a plane crash and everything would be, you know, we'd be, um, I remember dropping him off at the airport once and uh, every song that came on seemed to be a, a kind of, f- uh, you know, foretelling some tragedy. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was literally just going to say to him, like, please don't go! <laughs> but I managed to hold myself back. He was fine, yeah. obviously. Yeah. He's dead alive. He will die one day, though. Stop. Yeah. Just because you're getting a bit complacent about that's it. Technically... Like, it's like, I'm just, I don't want you to be surprised when it happens. Yeah, I know. That's technically true, isn't it? Probably in the next 20 years. Is your dad alive? He is still alive. But he's getting, you know, he's, he's, I keep on thinking, in my mind, my dad is 46. Yeah. But I'm 46. So that can't, that, but then, I, and, and then I don't look at, you know, when I go home, I don't really look at him properly. Yeah. And then every now and again, I'll look at him and go, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you probably couldn't pick me up and put me on your shoulders anymore. <laughs> and he's like properly, you know, he's like he's seventy-seven or seventy, yeah. something like that. There's something this year, spring chicken, yeah. Which is, but it's still like surprising, you know. That's you, then you suddenly go, oh yeah, yeah. That is one day you won't yeah. always be there. No, no, that's weird, isn't it? Horrible. Well, I'm doing a show about my show's about death, so I'm. Uh, we're all going to die. Go to richhang.com. Check out the tour dates. One of the Bloomsbury uh, in May. If you want to come, London. I've seen um, it. It's excellent. Oh, you have seen it. Yeah, that's yeah. why I got the flowers for. That's right. Uh, the, fu- the funereal flowers that <laughs> arrived. The wreath that arrived. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's kind of. It is. I think you think about it. It is interesting. I've lost a couple of family members in the last year, and it's you know it's. It is uh, a difficult thing to cope with, and I can't. I can't even. My brother-in-law uh, died after just after Christmas, and we knew he was going to die. Yeah. But it's still, I, in my mind, I haven't really ex- accepted it's happened because I saw him at Christmas. Yeah. He was sort of all right, and then just very quickly he wasn't all right. What do you like though with grief in general? Do you tend to defer, or do you immediately get very sad, or do you just man up? Is, this, is this too? Are we going no, too no, deep? No, this is all right. Yeah. I think I, def- I think I have been deferring, and funnily enough, actually, because I, I did. Um, my grandma died last year. She was 102, so that was oh, kind of... Yeah, so she'd had, a, she'd had a good knock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I talked about her in the love show I did, and I watched the love show again because I was doing a show about love for meaning of life. And then actually watching that again, and there's a bit at the end where it plays her favourite bit of music, and that suddenly... I don't think I cried when she died, but yeah. I cried watching my own DVD. <laughs> 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 so maybe I can only emote through... Yeah. 
like not even performing, watching myself perform. <laughs> yeah. They go, oh, okay. <laughs> now I realize it's real. You have so to do a show about yeah. it and then sit down uh, nude late at night <laughs> yeah. and watch it and then, then it all comes out. Yeah. yeah. Or Richard Curtis films do the same to me. They make right. that, because I think I've said this before when I watched Love Actually um, one time I, when I was quite depressed and uh, I think you know going through a bit of a tough time in my life yeah uh, I was watching it and not enjoying it but I, I'm obsessed with it I can't stop watching it but I don't really like it but then I started crying at one point not really because of anything in the film and then I realised I couldn't stop crying uh-huh. and I thought I was going to cry forever wow <laughs> and I thought this was the moment that the, somehow Love Actually has set this off so yeah. that was probably the last time I cried there's certain I, things that do uh, push those buttons and yeah. if you don't want them pushed yeah. you can get very resentful like maybe that's why you're hung up about yeah. that film yeah maybe because but it, literally I was we- you know weeping and despondent yeah. wow um, it, it is weird though sometimes don't you don't think do... that's what Richard Curtis was aiming for <laughs> Yeah, maybe I don't know <laughs> which was the bit the bit in the airport I can't even remember no it's sort of somewhere just the, it was nothing particularly oh, the bit with Emma Thompson is no very it wasn't sad. even that it wasn't even a sad bit it was just I was so depressed that the film depressed me <laughs> <laughs> even more I don't Jesus. know what it was what were you like during the boat that rocked then <laughs> <laughs> I'd really like to get Richard Curtis on here I've tried to get I've tried to ask to get on and I've, right. I'm a big fan of loads and loads of his sure, stuff sure he's amazing but the, I also have a massive problem with the well, certainly with That's the, the mark the of a genius, though, isn't it? Who's someone who's able to uh, just be so wildly yeah, all yeah. over the place sometimes. But yeah. the boat that rocked is kind of now, in the light of what's happened in the last couple of years, <laughs> takes must take on a completely different yeah, view. If you watch it now, that's true, isn't it? Look at us all crazy hey, guys, big rapey, 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 <laughs> rapey DJ boat. <laughs> Come on, it's on fire. <laughs> Come on, we've got more teenage girls for the rapey DJ boat. <laughs> Send him aboard! <laughs> wow, you could, yeah. <laughs> you could do a sort of Captain Phillips version of that. <laughs> Rapey pirates and d- DJs and girls. Sorry, I'm thinking Good. about it. Uh, so, um, <laughs> it's very hard to get away from that subject for some reason. Yeah. Uh, what, so, were you going to the America? You were just telling me in the oh, dressing yeah. room and then you got interrupted, so tell me about that. Well, so if you're allowed to, are you allowed to talk about Sure. No secrets in my life. Um, have you ever heard of the South by Southwest Festival? Oh, yeah, yeah. In Austin, Texas. Okay. And uh, it started out as a kind of boutique music festival with lots of groovy left-field bands playing. And now it's a big kind of industry shindig and everyone says, oh, it's not as good as it used to be when it was just two guys on milk crates playing their blues guitars or whatever. Um, but it's still, to me, seems incredibly exciting. I love America as well and, and always wanted to go to Austin because I think Texas, from what I understand, is kind of a big, pretty, scary, right-wingy type yeah. place. But then Austin is this little groovy liberal enclave okay. in the middle of it. And uh, I like the sound of places like that. Also, one of my favorite bands, Spoon, uh, spent a lot of time in Austin. They still record there. So it's just, it's the, it's the epicenter of a lot of things I'm really enthusiastic about. And I got the opportunity to go and do my show, uh, Colonel Panic, my current kind of comedy uh, live show there. But you have to get yourself out there. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're flying you out. <laughs> you have to fly yourself out. You have to figure out your own where you're going to stay and pay for all of that and everything. Yeah. So it's really quite a massive financial commitment yeah. for something that maybe four people will turn up to see. And, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's in the middle of the afternoon. It's like 12.30 on a, on a Tuesday afternoon kind of thing. I'm doing it. 
But um, it just it's too exciting. Not yeah. To... Have you do, have you got American fans? Must, I do don't know. I don't think. I mean, no, no one significant. There's the occasional expat yeah. maybe flying around. But there's a couple of there was there was I think maybe on the Nerdist website. Which is quite a big site. I yeah. think someone wrote something about uh, me and Joe's radio show or the, yeah. the, or the podcast. So little pockets, I think, are aware because there are there are a lot of kind of Brit comedy fans out there. Not like the Brit comedy fans that yeah. just, <laughs> some of them might be, but it could be a, it could be a fantastic festival. Uh, but but, uh, but no, generally I have to um, like I went out to New York uh, a few years ago, two thousand and ten, and I did um, I was doing some bug shows there, but I tried to do some of my own material as well in these little clubs and at the last minute try to book some gigs and the, the in the end the only thing i could say to uh, explain who i was was i was killed in hot fuzz by a church <laughs> and then <laughs> then they got excited and i've got a photograph of uh, like a chalkboard outside a little venue in, <laughs> in downtown manhattan with uh c uh, adam in small letters adam buxton from giant letters hot fuzz <laughs> and um so that's how they sold me there and a few people but they were mainly Brits turned up to that you know yeah. uh, and then there was another show that I had in a, in a venue called The Creek in the Cave over the bridge I think in I can't remember uh, just outside Manhattan and uh, turned up to do that and it was just a small theatre venue um, very nice I did my tech plugged in my laptop and stuff and uh, had a, a half an hour to kill before the doors opened and then went down to the bar and um, got talking to a really nice guy from Manchester there at the bar and uh, and he was there to see the show, and uh, we had a really nice chat, and uh, so I was feeling really excited about it, and I looked at my watch, and I was like, Jesus, I'm on! <laughs> so we ran up upstairs and uh, go into the venue, and it was empty. Oh. And um, so he and his girlfriend were the only people there. I mean, in a way, it's fair enough, because the gig had only been announced like the day before or something. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was expecting. But I said to him, like, uh... So, what do, you, what do you want to do then about the <laughs> about the show? Uh, you want me to do? You want me to do it for you? Or? And he was like, "Well, if, if you don't mind, <laughs> I mean, I paid for it." Uh, I was like, "Okay, okay. Uh, you want the you want the full hour?" Or uh, I mean, it really did feel like I was giving him a dirty massage. <laughs> It was a very strange feeling. Have you ever done a show for two people? I'm sure I must have done. Yeah, I don't. I can't. Uh, there's definitely been like little little gigs above pubs and stuff where six people have turned up or whatever. I'm sure in Edinburgh there must have been times. Yeah, um, it was a very strange feeling. Not and not in a foreign country. I don't think I've been. I don't think I've been abroad. And yeah, that's kind of even more. But then you know that's understandable though as well, isn't it? Because yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You're sort of starting from scratch. So is it literally just going to go and do that, or you're going to hang out uh, in America well, and try I, and? Uh, yeah, I mean, while I was, you know, while I'm out there and paid for my flights out there, I thought I'd try and get some gigs elsewhere. Yeah, stop yeah. off in New York, go back and do one for maybe three people this time. <laughs> you never know. And um, yeah, trying to get some gigs there. I think maybe I've got a, a slot at the UCB in in New York, so that's exciting. And maybe do some shows in LA. I don't know on the way back. But again, this is like. Well, I've got a lot of fans out uh, in the U. The have U, you? Yeah, the U. The U. States. I call it the U. Have the you U done States. shows out there? No, no. Uh, and uh, no, I don't. Well, I think a couple of people know me out there. So, you know, this this will probably help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> send me if you get ground. more than two, uh, you'll know. Uh, I just want to ask you one more thing. I think. 
Although actually, I was just—I was looking to see whether you had any, whether you had any presence on Six Music anymore. You're not doing anything at all at the moment, are you? Uh, I mean, well, actually, the, the I'm Bowie g- documentary. The Bowie doc. So yeah, uh, yeah. things here and there. But um, I'm going to the uh, first Six Music Festival in oh. Manchester um, on uh, the weekend of what's? Uh, let me check. When's this going out? Uh, next week, so twenty uh, fourth ish or something. Yeah, the like following uh, the weekend of the first of um, March. Right, and um, I'm I think I'm co-hosting a, a show with Mark Riley. Although he just texted me to say I think Franz Ferdinand playing live are going to take up most of the shows so we can just drink. <laughs> yes, oh, that's um, and then I think I'm going to introduce the Wild Beasts on stage, and I'm supposed to be doing twenty minutes in the in, in one of their kind of talking venues. Okay. Uh, I thought I might do some dig out some old um, um, uh, Russian animation poems for my character Pavel. Yes, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to do that. Oh, great! I was just looking. Liz Kershaw's still there, isn't she? Can't, yeah, yeah. Can't get rid of her. So um, <laughs> she is. Uh, she's the bedrock of that she place. Is. Yeah, you can't she's remove amazing. one of the most important. Did she know? She knows something. I think. Yeah, I think she. I think she definitely does. <laughs> I never really got Liz Kershaw. Always followed. Presumably, also followed your show on the Saturday. Yeah, she used to. She used to um, swish in and um, say, "All right, boys, how's it going?" <laughs> and uh, we were quite scared of her. Yeah, I was a bit scared. I don't think she really liked me, uh, and I know that I didn't really like her. <laughs> so, so it was nice to see she's still there. Uh, the final question I wanted to ask you in your recent uh, video, which you summed up last year. Uh, you had uh, Miley Cyrus sitting on uh, a wrecking ball made of human, oh, yes. t- human testicles. Yeah. Whose testicles were those? Right. Did you use your own testicles? What kind of sick freak <laughs> would t- take down their trousers and take an iPhone picture of their own testicles just to f- Photoshop it into a silly yeah. video about the year's YouTube moments. I don't know. No, no. neither do I. <laughs> what, a, what a disrespectful question. I mean, this is exactly the kind of behavior that ruined your friendship with Stephen Merchant. <laughs> That's what, we got, what got cut out of, uh, of the last <laughs> Me asking about his testicles and where he's... <laughs> if he's ever taken a photo of them and stuck them in. So they're not your testicles. Jesus. <laughs> Whose testicles are they? Jesus Christ. Did you have to get, did you have to get permission from whoever's testicles Obviously, they were? Obviously. To use Those them? leathery, hairy... someone will recognise them. Go, those are my testicles. Yeah. So of course you've got to clear all the nuts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got a special nut clearance guy. He does all my nut clearance. Uh, terrific. Well, look, um, you, you've got to go to Liverpool Street on yeah. a bicycle. Uh, so I think we will have to wrap it up. Uh, please give a big thank you to Adam Buxton, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. He's literally going. Thank thanks you very much. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having me, man. You have been listening to Richard Daring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Daring, and my guest, Adam Buxton. The music was by Pess. Listen to it. It's good and it's nice, isn't it? Thanks to Ian Tunes and Ian, British Comedy Guide. Thanks to Orange Mark at the British Comedy Guide. Uh, all the staff at the Leicester Square Theatre. And Chris Evans, not that one. Or the one from the Avengers, not him either. And all of his Welsh cohorts. They are all Welsh. It was produced by Ben Walker. It's a fuzz, go faster, stripe, and sky potato production for the internet. Go and buy some stuff. Thanks for listening. 
Uh, if my producer Ben says I garbled the Go Faster Stripe address at the beginning, if you would like to donate anything at all, you can go to gofasterstripe.com slash R-H-M-O-L. It stands for Richard Herring's Meaning of Life, which is another podcast and another free video you can download. The first one should be out already uh, at vimeo.com slash channels slash R-H-M-O-L. Just look at my website. There'll be a link on there. Uh, if you feel like giving some money, go to gofasterstripe.com slash R-H-M-O-L. Uh, or you can just go, go to Go Faster Stripe and buy the video of this fantastic podcast and all the other ones as well, if you like, from this series. There's loads more coming up. Oh, and by the way, you can see me on tour this coming week uh, with my show, We're All Going to Die. Uh, I will be at... Cheddar on the 27th of February, Wolverhampton on the 28th, and Bristol the next two days, the 1st and 2nd of March. I think Bristol might be sold out of the Colston Hall, but do check with the theatre for returns. Uh, do check richtaring.com slash W-A-G-T-D slash tour for all the tour dates. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Tell your friends to listen as well. Go on. What do you mean you don't have any friends? Get a friend. Tell them. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.